Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. The benefit for using signs at mealtime is that you can actually know if your baby is still hungry or if they are full, which as parents, we know with babies, it's always a guessing game. Do they want more or not? Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're talking about sign language and how to use baby sign language to improve mealtime communication. My guest today is Mary Smith. If you guys are on Instagram, she's at sign in grow, the letter N. She's a licensed educational American sign language interpreter in Colorado. She has a degree in deaf studies and she's the founder and instructor at sign and grow where she teaches parents how to communicate with their babies early. Full disclosure, I never did sign language with any of my seven babies. I have no idea what I'm doing. I learned a few signs today on the podcast with Mary. She's going to tell us some of the ones that she thinks are best for starting out at mealtime with. She's got some other options for those of you that want to do like more than the basics, but also she helps to debunk some myths because I had heard that like if you do sign language at mealtime or you do sign language with your babies in general, it actually could delay their speech. And she's telling me why that's totally not true. And she's going to sell you on sign language for your baby if you're not already sold. So with no further ado, let's dive in. This is all about how to use baby sign language to improve mealtime communication with Sign and Grow, Mary Smith. Well, hi, Mary, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to meet and chat with you today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. All right. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into this line of work? What is it that you do? Why do you do it? Tell us all the things. All right. So I'm an American Sign Language interpreter. I actually learned sign language in college in Southern California. I just really loved learning sign language. And I decided to become an interpreter because I love all things that have to do with language. And I have a degree in deaf studies. So uh, the deaf community is very near and dear to my heart. And I work with the deaf community on an ongoing basis. And uh, I knew that I wanted to use sign language with my daughter whenever she was born. And she's now three years old. When she was born, I was using some sign language with her to help her communicate early. And I know that there are so many parents out there who do the same thing and who feel kind of lost because they don't have a background in sign language. 
So I decided from seeing the success of being able to communicate with her that I should teach other parents. And that's what I started to do. And I started my company, Sign and Grow. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about Sign and Grow. I know you from Instagram. I am like, feel like every time I watch your page, I learn so much. Is that where you do most of your promotion? Do you have courses? Like, what is it that you are doing to help parents learn about sign language? Because I feel like it's really intimidating if you don't know anything about it. Absolutely. On the Sign and Grow Instagram page, I kind of keep it as an introduction so that parents can learn just how to introduce sign language to their babies for early communication. And we call it baby sign language. That's this concept of teaching hearing babies to sign for early communication until they start to talk and then parents phase out the signs. So I'm kind of helping parents pick and choose which signs are the most important ones for them to use. And then also strategies for teaching them to babies because babies learn in such a different way than we teach older children and also adults. So babies need just a whole set of their own strategies and then also all of the things that have to do with language development for babies. And I am going to get to like, what are the most important ones to start with in a second, but I want to just back up real quick because are there benefits to teaching a baby sign language? And I want to tell you like my real life story is that I always felt inadequate because my friends would like show up with babies that were like doing signs. And I was like, dude, my babies don't know any signs. But then I was like, someone told me, and I'm sure this is untrue, but it made me feel better. Oh, if babies use sign language, then they get reliant on the signs and they won't use real words. So I used to be like, oh, it's okay that I don't do sign language because I want them to use real words because they could hear. Is that true, false? Do you hear that like myth a lot? What's the deal with that stuff? Well, a few things to unpack there. But first things first, signs do not delay speech. So the research has shown time and time again that using sign language with hearing children will not delay their ability to speak out loud. Some research has actually found that using sign language can help to accelerate speech. I think that it really depends on what type of strategies that you're using, which is why I focus so much more on strategies in what I teach rather than just learning the signs. Because let's be honest, you can Google whatever sign you want to know. But the strategies are really where it's at. We still do need more research to know to what extent sign language can advance speech. Some research is showing that it doesn't advance speech. Some research is showing that it does. But the research has definitively proven that it does not delay speech. So this whole idea that babies will become lazy and they'll rely on the signs, it's actually not true. What I see time and time again and what the research has also proven is that babies do really want to speak to us. But the thing is that more than that, they want to communicate with us. So when we give them the opportunity to communicate with us before they can speak, they take that opportunity and they use those signs. But once they're able to say those words, they are all about saying those words because their parents are saying the words and they really know that the entire world around them is using spoken language. So they want to do it too. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
So I was going to ask you, what are some of the benefits of baby sign language? But as I understand it, it's basically to help improve communication at an earlier age than when a hearing child might be able to communicate verbally. Is that correct? Absolutely. There are several benefits to using baby sign language, sign language with hearing children. So the biggest thing is being able to communicate early. So babies from around six to eight months old are already able to know what they need from us, but they're not able to vocalize that until past 12 months old. So for a big chunk of time there, especially when they're still infants, it's very frustrating for both them and us that we can't give them what they know that they need. So the signs give them a way to communicate what they need in the meantime. And by doing that, several things happen. First things first, our babies are less frustrated because we're able to meet their needs. We're less stressed because we know what they need from us. And then also we're able to bond more because we're spending less time being frustrated and having that lack of communication. We're spending more time actually working together as a team with our baby to get their needs met. And doing all of that just leads to a whole bunch of bonding. Keeping in mind also that using signs with your baby is language development. Sign language is a real language. So again, what that person said to you about, oh, then they won't use real words. Signs are actually real words. They're words in a different language. So sign language and English are separate. Sign language is not English on the hands. It's a completely separate language. So when we're teaching our baby a few words in sign language, a few signs, they're actually able to use this new language to communicate with us, which is really, really cool. And then also draws our attention to communicating more with our babies. They're looking at us for the signs. We're looking at them to see their signs. We're making more eye contact. We're paying attention to each other. We're less frustrated. The benefits go on and on. This is amazing. I've learned so much already. And now I feel bad. I hope it was not insulting to your entire profession because I was like, I just always felt so like intimidated by sign language, I guess. Like I am older than most moms, I feel like in my community at this point for sure. And I was like, I don't have the capacity to learn a new language. Like, can you teach an old dog new tricks? Like, I feel like parents have to learn it first and then babies. It seems like a lot. Like, how do you help parents start sign language? So the thing is that it does seem like a really big hill to climb. But the fact is that you don't have to learn the whole language. So you can just learn just a couple of words. So the same way that in any other language, if you wanted to learn just a couple of words, you definitely could. Same thing with sign language. You can learn just a handful of signs, whatever that you find useful, and then just use those signs in your daily routines that you already have with your baby. So whenever you're speaking the word out loud, you use the sign as well. So what we're doing is we're just adding in the signs to our everyday interactions with our baby. So you don't have to do something completely separate. ASL does have a different grammar than English does, but you don't have to learn ASL grammar. If you're using just one sign at a time, you can just use it while you are speaking whatever language that you're speaking to your baby, and it just becomes part of your daily interactions. So Mary, mealtimes can be really stressful for parents, especially when they're just starting out with starting solids and baby led weaning. Convince us, I guess, how can sign language be beneficial for these parents when they're going to feeding their baby? Like what's the benefit of doing this at mealtime? The benefit for using signs at mealtime is that you can actually know if your baby is still hungry or if they are full. 
which as parents, we know with babies, it's always a guessing game. Do they want more or not? Why are they fussing? Is it because they don't like the food or is it because they're done and I keep on feeding them or is it because they want more <laughs> and it's just really confusing? So using some simple signs at mealtimes can actually help you take out the guesswork from wondering if your baby is still hungry or done. I love that. All right. So can you give me some ideas? I know we're on a podcast and we're not showing the signs, but like, what are some, like, do you have a list of words to start with at mealtime? What are good ones to learn? Are there words we should not be using in sign language at mealtime? Can you kind of talk us around some of the mealtime specific sign language words? The mealtime signs, the two main ones are going to be more and all done. Those are the only two I know. So I'm glad you started with those. That's helpful. And you can start small. You don't have to learn like dozens of signs. If you just use more and all done with your baby, then you're at least getting a little bit of that communication and easing a little bit of that frustration. So just using the sign more every time that you're giving your baby more food. And if you do, this is a hot tip. If you do smaller bites, or smaller chunks of food, then you're able to use the sign every single time that you are giving them that small bite. So you're able to use the sign more and more. And then use the sign for all done at the very end of the meal. That way your baby knows the sign more means that the meal is still going. The sign all done means that the meal is over. Could you explain for those of us listening, what do the signs look like for more and all done? I love watching you describe how to do a sign. It's like so fascinating to me, but we're listening to it. So how can we do this over like our earbuds here? So the sign for more is made with two letter O's. So if you take both hands and you make the letter O with both hands, and then you're going to tap the tips of your fingers together twice. One, two. That's more. All right. What's all done, Mary? Well done. You're going to hold up both hands and spread out your fingers like you're making, like you're holding up the number 10. And you're going to turn them back. So you're going to turn them back. So they're going to be up kind of by your ears almost. So above your shoulders. And they're going to be facing behind you. This is where the sign starts. Then you are going to bring them forward. So you're going to flip them forward so that now your hands are facing forward. And that is the sign for all done. You can make the movement once or you can make it twice. Both ways are correct. Oh, I feel like an expert now. Okay, what's round two? What are some other good signs for parents to know at mealtime beyond more and all done if they're like advanced level? So you can also use a sign for food that can help your baby request whenever they are hungry and it's not mealtime yet. The best time to teach the sign for food though is to teach it during mealtimes at first. That way your baby starts to associate the sign with mealtimes so that then whenever you're using it outside of mealtimes, they know what it means. And am I using the language incorrectly? Is it called a sign or is it a word? You can call it a sign. That's fine. Signs are words, but you can call it a sign just for clarity's sake. Besides baby led weaning, what other type of podcasts do you like to listen to? Well, if you're into true crime and you also dig traveling, I want to tell you about a new podcast you are going to love. The new podcast is called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that all take place on vacation. So the show is hosted by a true crime fanatic and her comedy writer husband, and he has a TV producing partner. So Slaycation brings a totally unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, what the heck stories of vacations gone horribly wrong from 
from the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, their two recently engaged lovebirds, whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended up underwater. Every episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that will intrigue you. I think you're going to love the discussion between the longtime married couple and the business partners. They also happen to be an Emmy-nominated TV producers. Every episode of Slaycation also includes humor and takeaway and travel tips that are going to keep your next family vacation from becoming your last. So if you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Mary, I know your daughter is three years old and most of the people listening have at least a baby who's somewhere younger than that, six to 12 months of age. Could you take us back in time to when you were doing sign language with your daughter? Any tips for parents who want to start doing this and what worked for you or any stories you can share about your own experience? Yes, absolutely. So a couple of things, kind of embarrassing to admit, but I actually got a little bit of a later start with signing to my daughter because postpartum is hard and it just took me a while to bounce back. And then by the time that I actually really got down to consistently signing with her, she was around 10 months old. But I do recommend that if parents are ready to start earlier than that, and we can talk about that in a minute. But I started with her more consistently around 10 months old. And then she started signing back a couple of months later. So it does take a little bit of time for babies to use any language the same way with spoken language that it takes them a while to talk. It takes them a while to find too. It just happens earlier than the spoken language does. So it took her a couple of months, but I just remember by the time that she was 12 months old, she was signing more. Babies, when they sign, their signs don't look correctly. So the same way that your baby might say Wawa for water, their signs don't look exactly right. So sometimes when babies are trying to sign more, it might look like almost like they're clapping or it might look like they're tapping their palm with their finger. So that was her go-to. And that's a really common one for tapping the palm with the finger for the sign more. And I have her on video. She's just tapping and saying ma at the same time. So she's signing and she's saying ma and she keeps on coming back to me for blueberries. She was walking around the room and just kept on coming back and ma, and I was just kept on giving her blueberries. And it's just so nice to know that they're able to actually ask for what they want. So they're not just getting what they want from whining or fussing, but they're actually able to use language to ask for it. And it's just so fun. It's when you're like, oh my gosh, they're a real person. Like, you know, the first six weeks I think are so brutal. I don't feel like my baby's always smiled at six weeks. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm doing this. Like you are reacting. You are a human being. Like it's, it's so fun to communicate with them. With I mean, smiling is one way to communicate. Speaking is sign language is another way. What is the best time to start signing? You mentioned you thought 10 months was late, but what do you recommend for parents who want to try this approach? late for me because I wanted to start at birth, but it's actually not late for parents in general. So if parents want to start and their baby is a little bit older, that is totally, totally fine. What I tell parents is start whenever you feel ready. So like I said, my postpartum journey was a bit tough. So I just wasn't really ready to take it on consistently yet. But a lot of parents do choose to start at six months old because signs kind of lend themselves to mealtimes. 
to starting solids. So it kind of just naturally lends itself to incorporating signs during mealtimes around six months old or whenever your baby is starting solids. But if you're ready to start earlier than that, you definitely can. You can start while you're giving your baby milk or formula, however you're feeding your baby. If your baby is older and they've already been doing solids for a while, even if they're past a year old, if your baby is not speaking freely with you yet, if you don't have that free communication yet, add in some signs and see what happens. So Miri, I also know you have a brand new course, like an expanded version of that that just came out. Could you tell us a little bit about that new offering? Absolutely. I now have a full length online course called Baby Signs for Growing Minds. And my full length course includes over 65 signs for your baby's everyday life, meal times, feelings, family time, playtime, everything. And it also has a sing-along section where we sing songs and learn signs and gestures while we're singing songs with our baby. So you can use it as an interactive course, plus as a parent to learn a whole bunch of strategies for teaching your baby how to sign. So Mary, where can we go to learn more about Sign and Grow and about your programs, about your courses? Like this is so fascinating. I know people are going to want to like snatch it up right now. Absolutely. You can go to my Instagram page. I have so much free information on there. It's at sign and grow. So it's not sign and grow. It's sign, the letter N, grow. I do have so much information on there in my highlights, in my reels. Feel free to take a poke around. If you do want to get started right now, I do have a mini course that you can watch on your own time. In the mini course, I share with you the top 10 everyday signs to use with your baby. So I have a mealtimes lesson and I have a daytime sign lesson. And you also get a whole bunch of strategies in that mini course that you can apply to any signs that you want to teach your little one. Thank you so much for sharing with us. This has been very eye-opening to me. And I know a lot of parents are so grateful for you. You're such a wonderful resource. You have such a fabulous way of communicating things, which I think is very important in your field. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Mary Smith. She's on Instagram at sign and grow the letter. And I'm going to link to all of her resources, including her mini course, her more expanded course, her Instagram. If you guys are interested in sign language for your babies, you've got to check out Mary. Don't forget, she's a licensed educational American sign language interpreter. So that's in the state of Colorado, but she has a degree in deaf studies. And we had kind of a side conversation talking about, you know, who should be and who should not be teaching sign language. I always try to bring on credentialed experts in their respective fields to the podcast because it's so important that we're getting our information from the people who specialize in this. So she was such a wealth of knowledge. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview and I'll link everything from Mary's interview up in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 162. you find it hard to sleep at night then the calm cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long calm cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires all of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast 
Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. <laughs>